Happy Tuesday, guys. This week's episode of Adulting is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens, Bev, and two new friends of adulting, Vivo Life and Undone Beauty. Welcome. Let's get right down to the important stuff. Athletic Greens, they're going to give you a full free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you make your first purchase at athleticgreens.com slash adulting. Bev, the leader in canned wine, they're going to give you guys 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping. All you got to do is make your first purchase at drinkbev.com slash adulting or use code adulting at checkout. Vivo Life, we're going to talk more about them, but they are leading the charge in plant-based protein powders and all around nutritional products. They're going to give you guys 10% off right now when you use code adulting10 at checkout. And Undone Beauty, nothing to do here, guys. Just enjoy their products. Uh, Daniela loves them. She's going to tell you all about them and they're super accessible. All you got to do is go to Ulta, Target, or hit up their website. Hope you enjoy the show. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Danielle Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both... Hit them. Adults. There you go. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. We've got something special in the works for you guys today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I would like to think we do every week. We do. But yep. this is different because we talk about stuff that I think a lot of our listeners are super interested in. And that is the behind the scenes of growing a brand in the content industry, doing it as parents. Which is wild. Yes. And doing it super efficiently and learning how to structure. You might hear all this and think you guys are just talking about yourselves. Well, newsflash. We're, We're not. not. We've got some really awesome guests on the show. You may be familiar with Miss Christy Carlson Romano. Um, so Christy Carlson Romano, she's a... Uh, well, I mean, she's an actress. She's been on Disney for years. She's probably best known from Kim Possible um, or even Stevens or many, many, many movies and shows that she's been a part of since. Um, her and her amazing husband, Brendan, they're a really cool powerhouse um, couple. And I got the chance to work with them on one of Christie's uh, YouTube shows. Probably, well, I was pregnant with Gio, so a couple years back. And um, they really inspired me and motivated me and also blew my mind with their efficiency in terms of creating... And professionalism, right? Yeah. I wasn't there, but you're saying like they've handled it like it was a real deal production. Oh, yeah. A real deal which production. Which it was. Which it was. And it's not as easy to do when you're the only ones running the show. No. And so... Anyways, we want to get into the interview with them because they talk about the real deal behind the scenes of how this came to be. Yeah, and it's just fascinating, right? Because there's so many ways, there's so many, everybody does social media, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many ways to do it in terms of, of how professionally you do it. Right. Right? And like even somebody like you with a 4 million follower account mm -hmm. is 
nothing. I'm not scratching the surface. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing like what they're doing. <laughs> I'm not doing any of the things they're doing. So it's a great um, lesson to us all if you're trying to actually create like a real brand with some legs and um, and learn how to monetize it. This is a great episode. Yeah, and it goes for. I mean, it, it goes outside of social media and just media in general because mm-hmm. I'm asking them questions about decision making and mindset when like they're looking to put the next pieces in place scaling a business exactly right there you go i think a lot of us want to do that so before we get into that interview um do you have i'm just throwing you on the spot we didn't talk about this but do you have like a little win and fail action from this last week when oh my gosh i would fail okay what is it (laughs) so um i bought a basketball hoop yeah okay because i I just love shooting hoops I've, i've loved basketball since i was little um and I go to put this hoop together the other day, and I mess up step one. <laughs> step yeah. one. I saw that out there. <laughs> step one's like put the the you know the big poles together that are actually like the pole of the basketball hoop. And I had them all laid out, and I thought I grabbed the right ones, grabbed the wrong ones, and I put two poles together that weren't supposed to go together. <laughs> Guess what? They're stuck forever. You know in a cartoon when you see like two people trying to pull something apart and it's like comical, like they're really putting a ton of effort Mm -hmm. into it? Mm -hmm. That was Andrew and Tom in our front yard. Our neighbor Tom came over from next door. Everybody has a neighbor Tom. Um, Neighbor Tom, okay. Two masked men in my front yard just trying to pull two poles apart. It's just so disappointing. Like (laughs) I've wanted this basketball hoop. Of course, like every other uh, purchase, you know, I did my my analyzing and like. Oh, yeah. Weeks on end. Right, and then I missed $70 discount at Costco because no, I didn't, didn't pull the trigger on time. Yeah. That's your lesson. <laughs> um, so, like, it took me a little time to get it. It finally gets here. I'm I'm juiced, right? Oh, mind you, I missed the first delivery. Oh, yeah, so no, I'm, I was going to say. back another week, right? But it gets here, and I'm juiced, right? And I got Geo out there, and it's like a daddy-son uh, situation kind of thing, experience. And literally, step one. Mm-hmm. Step one. So now... I have two poles stuck together that'll probably never come apart. I'll probably have to send this whole thing back. Yeah. It's in shambles. Listen, the good news is is you may have purchased a basketball hoop, but in turn, you got a good old game of tug of war. Tug of war, yeah. Built the biceps a little bit. Yeah, I did I saw Lord that. Knows Look at you. You're building swole. right now. So swole. Okay, so the the um the win. The win is I'm not gonna overcomplicate things, but I go right off the back of this basketball hoop. The win is and maybe one of you resonates with this, and that's a win in my book. I would have historically beat myself up for that internally for probably the rest of the day, maybe even in the next day. And it probably sounds silly to some of you. You're like, why? It's not a big deal. It's just like so much hype going into getting it and then wanting it built and all that. And then you literally mess up step one. Like, I would have destroyed myself internally. Mm-hmm. And it sounds silly, but I, I didn't this time. Look at that. Like I just, I just let it go, and I thought, You're like, as annoying up. as this is, like, it's gonna be fine. Like, I'll figure it out. Maybe it takes another week or two to get this like solved, but I'll be all right. And I just moved on with my life. Yeah, and it felt good. I think it's great. Yeah. Anyways, let me flip it back to you. Do you have a win and a fail? Um. Yeah, I do have a win and a fail. Um, the win is we addressed Ivory's lip and tongue tie, lip and tongue tie, and um. I'm glad that we have that behind us because that seemed like a procedure that I wasn't, I was looking forward to in regards to just feeling better and her having more efficiency when she breastfed. Um, and obviously the long-term benefits of addressing it as well, but I wasn't looking forward to some of the recovery and we are in the recovery stage right now. And 
it's a little bit of a task. I mean, we have to do these mouth stretches that she doesn't like. They hurt. Um, we have to give her some homeopathic stuff to treat the wounds and no, manage you say the we're pain. In it. We're, we're in it. Yeah, I mean, we're in it's it. It's not fun. Like the procedure. Imagine being parents and like this is your precious angel. And uh, obviously they get pretty upset when it happens. Like what actually happens is the the ties get lasered off. Correct. Right? Yep. So apparently it's not that painful for the baby. There's numbing cream that's used or whatever. But still, like the baby screams like it's really uncomfortable. Oh, of course. And then they have to – what's crazy about it is I was going to say they have to heal afterwards. But the goal of it for two weeks is to keep it from healing because the yeah. mouth heals so quick. You don't want it to reattach. So, and that's the hardest part. And like, that's the hardest part. So these stretches that I alluded to are not necessarily stretches. They're literally opening the wound up to keep it open so that it heals elongated rather than like healing back together. Yeah. In a nutshell, like you have to go in and basically press and like almost smooth out Yes. for her the lip tie and the tongue tie. And it's really uncomfortable for her. Andrew tried doing it once yeah, and he couldn't do it. So now that's it's my, my job and it's four times a day. So that's the update there, but I'm calling it a win because it's really important to just address things even if they're not easy. And so that's one. Somebody just told me, uh, sorry, I'll let you go. Somebody told me the other day as a parent, the hardest decisions to make ultimately are the best decisions for your kids. Yeah, that's a good point. So that, that, um, I hung yeah. on to that one pretty good. That was a hard one to make. Um, so my fail is um, just coming to terms with like some of the anxiety that I've felt um, on and off postpartum. I experienced probably more of it last night when we were um, visiting some family in Ventura, which you may have seen on my social media. We went over to Andrew's mom's house for a little like Easter early birthday celebration for Andrew. Ooh, and I was really looking forward to it, got there and just instantly felt this like a little like this anxiety. Um, and so what I've learned about myself is that I just have these random moments of fear of the unknown and specifically around my kids. I don't necessarily have anxiety in my life, like outside of them, but since having kids, I've just wanted to control their well-being the best that I can. I think it's one of the reasons why I've like thrived through preg pregnancy because I feel so much more in control when I'm pregnant and postpartum, you know, they're living outside of your body and so is my heart now because <laughs> I'm just feeling exposed yeah. and that anything can happen. I want you to find some comfort in that though because I bet, I mean, I'm sure you've already asked questions like this to your audience, but I bet if we opened up questions similar to that, like for people that are moms, a lot of people would feel very similar. No, I know. And that's why I was saying in the car last night that like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is how we were built to feel this anxiety so that we take extra precaution and so that we have that like instinct to care and, and nurture and, and protect. So I'm coming to terms with it. And I guess the fail is really just the feeling of anxiety, but, um, but I think I'm doing a really good job of just talking through it. That was like the first time I've ever really opened up about it with you in the car. Like, yeah. And um and I told you this last night and I want you to hear it again now that you're outside of those feelings that were consuming you at the moment. I want you to do that. Yeah. I want you to open up to me like that because, you know, I mean, I go to to providing solutions, but like I said last night, one of the things I'm learning is going into these conversations, even if I don't say it out loud, what I'm saying in my head is okay, is this a moment where I offer solutions or I just listen? Right. 
and I want you to have a place and I want that to be me when you need to talk about things that are going inside your head because that helps me better understand you and where you're at and it's just ultimately better for all of us. Yeah, it's so funny because like I'm not always used to you being quiet and just listening. I'm used to you like being pretty on the ball in terms of like, let me fix this and like, let's fix this. And how do we fix this? That's how I kind of feel from you sometimes. So when you were being quiet, I started getting more in my head like, oh, he probably thinks I'm crazy. Um, He doesn't know how to respond. Like, should I shut up? (laughs) It's like, I swear the mind can take you on a journey. Yeah. It's the most powerful muscle in the body. Yeah. Hopefully, I want to say this. Hopefully, I responded and if I didn't I'll keep figuring out how to but hopefully I responded in a way that made you feel comfortable and safe for opening up to me even if it was uncomfortable for you yeah no I did I felt I felt and whatever happened happened because it was comfortable enough for me to say what I needed to say so there you go um should we take a quick break and get into some like positive mojo because I swear I feel fired up after talking to them so let me ask you something well let's take a quick break let's bring them on the show and then at the end of the show I want to ask you something let's do it okay. more adulting like a mother father when we come back all right, guys, I'm going to answer the infamous question that I get asked all the time. Which is? Where do you get your protein? Uh, yeah, that one's come through okay? a few times. For all my plant-based listeners out there, and for those who just want to up their nutrition game, um, we have a new sponsor on the show who we love, Viva Life, and they have this product called Whole, and it's Viva Life's all-in-one blend of plant-based protein, essential fats, vitamins, and minerals. Yeah, we all know it's important to make sure we're getting enough protein and vitamins in our daily day-to-day life. Vivo Life has got you covered with this product whole. It's a plant-based nutritional shake. So it literally has everything you need in one shake for a meal. Yeah. I think that's very efficient. Um, and that's why Vivo Life makes hundred percent plant-based health and fitness products. They deliver straight to your door and one tree gets planted for every single order that they receive. And we love companies that do that. Um, it's one of the most environmentally conscious companies, um, I've personally come across in this space. So we're pumped to yeah, have they're them. Doing it right. Yeah, they're doing it right. Um, to the nitty gritty, each serving of whole contains 20 grams of plant protein, 22 vitamins and minerals, and no artificial colors, sweeteners, or preservatives. And I'm all about it. Yeah. So personally, after our workouts, we like to turn to Viva Life's whole. They have this caramel biscuit, which is really, really good. Um, you literally just throw in like a banana, some greens, mix it up with some almond milk and blend it up. Honestly, it tastes so good. And whole is perfect for when you're short on time or you're on the go. It fuels us up to be ready for the day ahead because our days are long. <laughs> okay. hey, we literally have a baby crying in the background right oh, now. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. So like she said, for every order on Vivo's website, they will plant one tree for the purpose of reforestation and reducing extreme poverty for local villagers. And because we believe in Vivo Life's Whole so much, they've given us 10% off to share with you guys. So on your first order, you can use code ADULTING10 at checkout to save 10% off. Go to Vivo Life's um, website, enter ADULTING10, and you can save 10% off. Try it out. Let us know what you think. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Welcome to Adulting Like a Mother Father, you guys. Yay! I love, I love the name of the podcast. It's awesome. It's pretty Thank awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. 
Um, this is oh, so congrats, you guys. Congrats, Danielle. I, I think I texted you. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I think I texted you when you were more than halfway through your second pregnancy and I'm a horrible friend. No, for that. no, you, okay. You, we are too. Don't worry about no. it. <laughs> you texted me after I had her and you were like, oh, I had no idea that you were pregnant. Oh. But here's the thing. The sec- I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like, I don't even feel like I was as active, like on social media the second time. Like it wasn't as, I didn't take any like real beats. I feel like to go, wait a second, I'm going to walk you through the entire journey because it was just part of my life. And I had another one I was taking care of, you know? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So then how old, how old is uh, your baby He's now? Going to college <laughs> next month. Um, so- Oh my God. Okay. Wait. So I want to back it up a little bit because I know recently we reconnected via the DMS because you were going through it in Austin and I was so invested. Um, so first of all, welcome to Austin. What made you guys move? Uh, you said that like you were here. I'm like, Oh, you're here. That'd be amazing. (laughs) So many people are coming. Like Haley Duff just moved here. Jamie Lynn Sigler just moved here. Um, there's a lot lot of mamas. Yeah. And a lot of people, um, have, I think Austin's been on our bucket list for a long time. And why do we move? We moved because, you know, LA has been a little crazy, but we lived down in Orange County and there was fires in our backyard and, um, we were just kind of getting tired of that and it doesn't seem like that's going to get any better, but I mean, I'll always love California. We moved too because like the food scene is awesome here and we're pretty pretty steeped in that world. Like, you know what, like with what we're doing now and having sort of like our own little production arm and like the ability to kind of do things remotely, we're like, this could be a good time to move out here. And my brother had just moved here like what, four or five months before we did. Yeah. I kind of sent him here like as a test pilot. (laughs) I was like, Hey man, you should really go to Austin, man. He's like, you think I was like, yeah. And then report to me every month. Let me know how good it is. (laughs) And he, uh, and he loved it. And we're like, you know what? And that was during, you know, extreme lockdown. So, and Austin is very different from the rest of Texas in that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a big city in a small town vibe. So you kind of have the best of both worlds here. Yeah. And so we were attracted to that and that's why we moved. So tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing. Cause obviously we have similar backgrounds, right? Like kids television, um, have a pretty significant following in that demo, but you transitioned into like this. I don't even know what to call you guys. You're like the dream team. You're, you're, oh, but you're also, it seems like you have a similar vibe. Look at you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but you like push out content, like a mother father. <laughs> I need that t-shirt. I need that on a mug. Like, for real. Talk to us about the content because it's hot. First of all, congrats because it is not easy to do when you have two little ones. Um, but you've seemed to, to handle it pretty well and you're, you're very efficient and you treat it like a real business, which is what I think our listeners like to learn a lot about. Yeah. Let me, let me jump in real quick. Please do. Talk to me as if it's me and I know absolutely nothing. So for a listener, like, tell us what you guys are doing or what you're doing and how you're doing it. Sure. Do you want me to start? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So like, I think when Isabella, our firstborn, who's now four, when she was about like a year and a half or so, 
like Christy had really started by that time she had really started to understand that social media and new media were, were just as important, if not more important than traditional media. And my background, I'm a writer producer. I was like, you know, I think there's something in this world that we can explore together. We can work together and kind of maybe like create some sort of format or show or something, you know, that can resonate that has both elements of what you've done and kind of who you are and what you're up to now. So we have a friend who works at YouTube and we talk to her and she's like, look, YouTube is this very specific thing. And here's the type of content that works well on YouTube. And we're like, we don't care. We're going to do what we want. And it was both, it was both good and a learning experience. Right. So we started off, we did a show that Daniela, you were on, um, which worked really well, right. Which was great called Christie's Kitchen, Kitchen Throwback. Throwback. Now on YouTube, they're not shows, they're formats, right? So it was like a variety show cooking interview format. Nostalgia format. That had nostalgia as the bones. So it's like, okay, who, who's a good guest that people want to like sink their teeth into their past and yet they're still doing really cool stuff now and they're going to want to like go down memory lane and see what they're up to now. Um, and so we played that out for a while. And from that, we got a deal with Hulu and Fox and we did Hulu's first ever short form show, which was a cooking show called Bucketless Bistro. It was pandemic themed. We did eight episodes of that. They're all about what, like 10 minutes or so? Yep. Right, something like that. And Chrissy's like, oh, how fun would it be if we did like our bucket list destinations? Well, so this was a success. I think one of our big milestones as a producing team together. So like, right. so we were approached by Fox. It wasn't, you know, usually what we'll do is we'll split up now we have, we're building a team around all of our different arms and legs that we've now grown out, tentacles. Uh, and we would go out to people and have to blind, blindly say, hey, this is, we want to sponsor, we want to see if you want to collab with us and all this stuff, right? But this was an incoming call, you know, and Fox was like, well, what do you have in mind? So organically, Brennan and I went to our thinking place, um, which just so happened to be a hot tub. And we were in the hot, we tub. Were in the hot tub. Yeah, the kids were asleep. I had a baby monitor, you know, like showing it. Then I was like, let's put our heads together for our next big idea, right? So we're thinking, we're thinking, and he's pontificating, I'll call it. It's like quite like that with thin on the chin and looking up the up. It's like this, it's like this, like, you know, like 80s bad guy thing that I do. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Chaz. Yeah. So anyway, we put our heads together and we communicate better now as we've we've worked together more and more. I think it's really helped our marital communication too. Cause we don't have time for that. Especially you guys, you must know now with two kids, it's like, nobody has time to fight. Let's just find the solution. Right. And so we came forward. up with that concept. Yeah. And then from like, and what we had realized is that the, the, and I'll get into exactly what we're up to right now through this little journey. So we realized like, Oh, Christie's kitchen throwback, like that format is really great. More traditional style format. It just happens to be 10 minutes but it's not exactly what YouTube prioritizes. I mean, they've done well in spite of it not being a perfect format for YouTube, but it's a great format for, let's say, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Food Network, places like this, right? Mm. And so that Hulu thing came right as we were realizing that. We're like, oh, that's interesting. We're like, you know, maybe we should take this as an opportunity to start thinking about transitioning, like, the YouTube content. With the growth of the YouTube content came more growth of Christie's social, and then came the, you know, the the start of TikTok. So it's like, okay, great. So now there's another thing 
we have to put more content out for. And now all this is growing simultaneously, which we have to create more, do more content for. This is no longer sustainable for the two of us to handle. We've got to bring some awesome people on board, like to help us kind of like manage this whole, I wouldn't say manage, like to be a part of this whole thing. We're still very much like at the helm, right? Yeah. Yeah. So from there, we came up with this new sort of remote concept that we battle tested back in, in LA while we were still there. Um, and now we're Remote like, meaning like Zoom. So we've got a green screen thing we do now. We just put the first, um, the first video in this style up last week with Jody Sweeten. We're like, there'll be a green screen like studio in LA. We have a green screen up at our house here. We'll shoot Christy and the guests together with two small camera crews who are all COVID tested and or vaccine or have been vaccinated. And then we cut them together in this really fun way where we could change the backgrounds. We could do all kinds of stuff, drop them into like the sort of infamous like locations from the shows they were in or movies they were in, et cetera. And like do this snacking reacting thing. And then with that came, now we have one new format, a new format that is very YouTube sort of friendly and so yeah. that we're going to be releasing in about like a month and a half or so. That's much more like, um, what do you call it? Like much more unscripted feeling. So basically yeah. we've optimized our efforts for the format of YouTube, if that yes. makes any sense. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No. And I mean, obviously, and, and you I've, guys have a channel. I mean, right? yeah, I mean, like, you guys have done. Danielle, you have a channel on your own where you're doing growth. stuff. You know? <laughs> Dude, I'm so behind the gun. I don't, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I think I just lost that, like that drive. And, and you know what? You're so right. When you say like, there are certain um, formats that just do better on YouTube. And I think because I didn't find that quick enough, I lost interest, but there's so many platforms to keep up with. And I totally Uh, commend you guys for like, I guess just prioritizing it and making sure that you're equipped with the right people to support you because there's opportunity. It's just how much bandwidth you have. Yeah, I couldn't do this without Brendan. There's just no way, shape, or form. Do you well, know what I mean? Like, I think what we've been doing is setting setting me up for him to do all of his other projects that he's got. And um, he's got some really great things on the horizon that are his own. And so when we have our combined efforts, it's really just for the sake of the family and also for the continuation and the growth of my brand. Yeah. And and I think I've, I've quantified it. It's like seven different social media uh, accounts that we have to manage, whether it's Cameo or TikTok or, you know, Instagram. And then you add the lives on there because you need to do lives and engage with every single buddy, everybody, every fan on every platform. Yeah. What's you know? weird I'll say is like, first of all, some of those are probably going to like get eliminated, like in the somewhat near future, because it is become, it's just a little too, how do you spread yourself so thin and still do the best quality work you can do? Right. Like you, it's very difficult to do that. And I believe like quality like quality and quantity if you can but if not quality over always wins the day but what's strange is that like we started this off like this could be fun to do let's see how we can evolve this to now like like, oh wow this is this is really working to now me quickly falling into something completely different like for example for the branded content we do and we get a lot of support like in terms of our production fees and costs through these through these branded integrations that we do, I found that me doing it myself instead of having other people do it makes a lot more sense because I understand Christy on an intimate level. And I like, look, I know exactly whether or not this partnership will work 
I also know like her value, I understand her value better. I understand what kind of integrations will work. So I took, I took that on and now I have a whole like business that's starting that I partnered with a VC firm out here and stuff like based on just understanding the way that I guess you could call it influencer celebrity marketing works and how it's actually got a lot of faults that can be improved upon. All right, everyone sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Are you just going to run over my, my uh, can opening sound there? No, it was, it was the, that's what it is. It was a jingle. It was like, Bev. Ah, okay. Um, I want to tell everyone about Bev because it's like getting a little hotter outside. It's time to crack a Bev and get on with the day. A bever- Sit by the pool. A Bev or two. Right? Yes. A Bev or two. Mm-hmm. And just enjoy life. Kick back, relax, chillax, all the things. You're really going for it. With this I'm just one. saying, I've got some juices flowing in me. I'm trying to live my life again. Right, let's, let's give them the nitty gritty <laughs> on Bev. Okay, so Bev is a female first can wine brand. We've talked about them before. What does female first mean? It's like founded by women, Ooh, yeah. really made for women, but are also amazing for me. I was going to say, what do you mean? You love them. So that works. Okay. Um, they're changing the wine industry, the wine culture. Historically, it's been. Uh, predominantly um, ah by men yeah. i gotcha okay so there now they're go. speaking to us 100 all right well i'm listening so what i love about them is their wines um they're dry and crisp and a little fizzy super okay? refreshing yeah and really delicious the best part is there's zero sugar three carbs 100 calories per serving the, the cans are so instagram worthy okay they're really cute but like i said before don't get it twisted they pack a punch <laughs> yeah they're yeah it's like having what is it like a glass and a half of mm-hmm. wine in a, yep. in a can yep very um convenient might I add um anyways so cute I love <laughs> that was that was Ivory getting excited She's girlfriend you got 20 20 like plus years. 18 years what do you mean oh, no Have it's you 21 here it's 21 in California 21 years girl okay wow Hold I your thought you're a CPA <laughs> anyways well, was <laughs> okay um well we worked out a deal that's exclusive for our adulting like a mother father listeners Bev is going to give you guys 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. I personally suggest you try the best-selling ladies night variety pack so that we you could check it all out. Um, it comes with like the best flavors. So go to drinkbev.com slash adulting or you could use code adulting at checkout to claim 20% off. That's drinkbev, D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash adulting. And make sure you try the rosé, just saying. Oh, okay. Rosé all day. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. It's interesting about the digital world and kind of working together because we were not really working together before this. Like we worked in the same space, but we had our own different. No, I, I came to him and was like, I, I think we can make a lot more, uh, you know, just in general, we can, we can get to more people. I can just be more successful at this if you hop on board and I had to kind of beg him to come on <laughs> and he was, and he, and he came on and he was like, okay. And I think when he saw the opportunity for that growth, I think the market interested you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. I think it is a I, whole, this market is an interesting market. I, just, I mean, again, we're just talking about me specifically here, but like any, anytime I see like a, like a niche or a problem or something that needs to be fixed, like in the marketplace or whatever it is we're doing, I'm like, Oh, let's figure out a solution to that. And like, 
by doing this sort of unconventional thing, we found, I found a lot of passion in something I thought I would never find passion in, you know? And also I think it gave us the freedom to leave California. Mm-hmm. So like, I think we were beholden to staying there because he was, you know, he got his master's at AFI and I was holding out for, you know, being hired by Disney Channel, you know, or like, you know, something was going to happen at any moment and it was going to just change everything. And I think it was for so long, you, you cut, and by the way, I never invested in a house, which was so dumb. And I looked to my friends who were able to do that. And it's like, I kind of wish I would have done that when I had that window of time when I was younger. Do you know what I mean? And so I didn't have anything holding me there, no roots, nothing. And so this idea of Austin and growth and just diversification in my life felt very, very good. Well, we, I, and we also thought a lot about just going back to what we were saying earlier, like uh, thinking about like, let's say if B is your goal, sometimes going from A to B isn't always like a direct connection. So some of this digital stuff and what we did, we're like, Oh, we need to go from A to Z to get to B. Like, that's how you fill in that gap. You know, like, I think, what do you mean by that? Like, for example, like, okay, for example, like if, if I want to go and like make tradition, let's say traditional content, like, you know, we produce movies together and things like this. Let's say we want to go make, we want to go do a next, our next movie together. Do we want to play the game where we go and we try to secure financing? We go then try to secure distribution. We then hope we turn a profit, all this stuff. Or is there a way to make making digital content extremely lucrative and then from there be able to fund your own project? And if so, maybe that timeline is actually faster than trying to secure financing and doing it the traditional way, right? So that is proven to kind of work out so far for us. I mean, hopefully we'll get, I mean, we've had, we literally got um, a sponsored deal with black magic cameras. Right. And we're really happy to be collaborating with them because they gave us basically a camera. How many cameras? We have like basically our whole production arsenal of like seven cameras and all kinds of stuff. now. And it's, but it happened sort of by accident. You know, we kind of like stumbled upon all of this stuff. And they're they're happy to do it and we're happy to do it. And so it's one of those. Shoot a movie tomorrow, like with all this stuff. I mean, obviously you got to crew up and you got to do, you got to pay to make a movie. But like, we, we kind of like fell into this. And the other, by the way, I forgot to mention uh, one of the other reasons why we did choose Austin is because we thought it could be a really interesting place for new business, like Mm -hmm. different business and entrepreneurial ventures, you know? Yeah. Wow. One of the things that I'm really interested in and I feel like the audience would be as well is where did you guys look when, like when you got to the point where it was overwhelming to, to produce all this content yourselves and you know, you need to build out a team. Like, where do you look first? What do you start with? A good question. It's a great question. Um, well, <laughs> well I, you hit your head against the wall many times and <laughs> you cry to one another. You go back in that hot tub you get back in, and you schedule and reschedule. Um, I mean, I think, I can tell you what we've done and I tell you what I think people should do. There you go. Like the first thing that we were trying to do is how do we help people? Like, how do we eliminate? First we try to have an assistant. Okay. it's exactly what I was going to say. So like, like let's (laughs) get an assistant. Like, yeah, let's hire an assistant and this assistant can do all this stuff for us. Yeah. Now I think this is a personality sort of driven like hire, right? Where it's like, do you, first of all, are you able to give up? you know, control of your schedule, control of all this stuff. Me, I'm very, and it's probably from my time in the Marine Corps, like I'm very, like, I got to hold on to that structure. And I don't think it's necessarily a control thing. And I'm, and I'm also very, very type A. 
Yeah. So and so I, I can go with the flow when it comes to trusting my schedule within his hands, but I can't do it if it were someone else. So yeah, that didn't so work we, out. So we hired an assistant. We're like, oh, the assistant wasn't the move. We just need to schedule better. Yeah. Like we need to block schedule. We have to like schedule. We literally schedule every part of our lives. Like now it's lunch is scheduled for specific times each day. Like we have 30 minute windows for certain things, like with the kids in this window, this, like everything is highly scheduled. And we realized that's what we needed to do. But the best hire that I think we made was hiring most recently, most recently was hiring an in-house editor. So who is also a person who now will be shooting for us as well. So leading up to that, we hired like we hired we had an assistant, but no, we also, we, we had editors, we had right? editors, an editing team. And that was helpful, but that operation, it was, it was, even when we were living in California, they were still, we were in Orange County, they were in LA. It's a disconnect. There was a lot, it was like a latency issue, right? Like it was just, it was too much time between the gaps to try to get stuff done on time. And I realized like, again, it's the scheduling thing. The best thing you can do is have as much of your content that shot possible edited and ready to go in the hopper. So it's like, look, I, now I have weeks of content that are, that, that are, you know, banked. So we can take this time to now focus on growth, growth you know? Yeah. Nice little, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, or, you know, or whatever else it is like, Hey, we want to take a couple of days off. Hilarious. Like we ever get to do that. But <laughs> like, you know, like uh, I, so I think like hiring for us, hiring an in-house editor was, was the best thing we could do. We also got people to help like represent us, in you know from for more of these sort of brand integrations and yeah like you know, for a while i think uh, we were building our arsenal of people who repped us because we are not exclusive and so much of this was a lot of times it's you know we still do direct dms for people that we know you know are open for business and you know working with other influencers i'll send screen screenshots to the person who helps us do that you know and so i'll always be on he'll always be on and and so it's really just eyes and ears and uh, and it's it's a lot. Oh, wait, it's let a me lot. What are you talking about? Yeah, I was just okay. saying. Sorry, the most important hire was the <laughs> nanny. What oh am I talking? <laughs> the nanny was the most important hire. Daniel, were, you, were you asking about that, yeah. Daniel? <laughs> yeah, I, no, like I just want to clarify because I think that's really interesting. When you say you're not exclusive, you're not exclusive to any one rep. So you can go out and get your own deals, and people can bring you deals, and various opportunities can come your way, and you're not commissioning the whole team. No, in fact, we'd rather, I mean, it's better for us, obviously. I do, do it. I do 85% of our deals and we're repped by three places. Maybe. I remember you saying that when I came over that day. In fact, I have a couple things I just want to touch on because I was so impressed with your working dynamic. I would have never known that you guys were even married. Just based on the work together, just to prove it. Yeah. No, no, it was it was it was fascinating. Like you really had. I mean, I will I'll walk you through the day just for people who have no idea what I'm talking about. Like I showed up as if I was showing up to set. You guys sent me a car from L.A. to Orange County. For those who have no idea how far that is, that's like could be two hours in the car. I got there and it was all super professional. I had my own little dressing room or whatever, waiting room downstairs and super cozy. You had tons of snacks. Um, and then like you had, a, at that time you had a doula, I want to say, cause you were freshly postpartum. You were nursing at the time. And Brendan, like you just ran the show, like you were, you know, PA director sound lighting the whole works. I mean, you even had a food stylist. 
this was all just like <laughs> I was blown away by like wow. the production itself and then like you know you you ticked every box you got the pictures afterwards because of course you need the thumbnails you need things to push to Instagram like I I was taking mental notes the whole time and I just felt so um I just felt really impressed with you guys and oh, you're really, well, really we were impressed with you too because you're the best. Hey, and you're an entrepreneur. And you were preggers. Thank you too. for coming. Oh, right? gosh. No, it was great. Listen, pregnant and having a kid is very different. You oh, can yeah. do almost anything pregnant. <laughs> you, were, you were, obviously, you were pregnant with your first. Yeah, no, I had no idea what I was in for. I was like, sure. Girl, it's been, yeah. We're How about the moment? Due for this ketchup. I, got, I don't know about you, man, but, I, but for me, this, for me, like the, the most, like, I guess you could say shocking moment is when you're in the hospital and they're like, all right, you're done. Mm-hmm. Time to go. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, are you sure? Uh, <laughs> that freaked me out so much for the first kid. And then after that, whatever. Like, yeah. you just figure it out after that. Did yeah. you feel like that at all? Dude, 100%. And I, I always say this, too. I've said this on the podcast a bunch of times. For the guy, right? Nobody's going to be sensitive to us because we're the guy, obviously. But for us, it's different when a kid comes into the world because – we don't physically go through the changes for nine months. So we're not like, we're not as in it, you know? And then all of a sudden like baby comes and now you're a dad for the rest of your life. And then you have two to four days maybe in the hospital. And then they're like, okay, go home now. You got this. And you're like, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, did we get the car seat in right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's like the big freak out moment, right? I don't know if you guys heard our story at all, but I'll make it so quick for you. She got in a car accident the day before our first um, we delivered for geo no I, didn't, I know that yeah so we had a rental van or like a rental suv that we ended up taking to whittier hospital which is like an hour away from us and i won't even say why about so we go an hour away and the day we're leaving it's like exactly what you're saying They're like okay it's time for you guys to get out of here we go back to our rental car with a rental uh do we even have like our own cars i don't even know I, it was such a blur but imagine this you know you're prepping everything in your whole pregnancy okay everyone's like you got to get your car seat in around like that 32 week mark just in case and it's like we're doing all the things and then literally the night that basically we gave or the the day prior to giving birth like everything was turned upside down yeah, just erase it yeah you just gotta go roll with the punch i was literally that that's actually, not an introduction yeah. to, to parenthood i don't know what it is yeah right like that is it that's parenthood. Yeah, production yeah. and parenthood it's the same you might as well you could be super successful at both if you have it both down <laughs> there you go pre-production that's wild <laughs> i want yeah, to yeah. I'm sorry. And also kind of, I'm sure there was trauma surrounding that. I'm sorry if that was. Oh, no, you know how it is. It's all kind of postpartum. I feel like is, listen, everyone has a different experience, but it's all kind of traumatic. It all just turns your life upside down. So I feel like everyone's birth story is unique and you just work through it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. You guys, it's wild over here. All right. (laughs) We're losing it. (laughs) We're trying trying to get our ads. The only thing holding us together right now, okay, shameless plug here, is Athletic Greens. (laughs) Seriously, I don't know. Okay, so true story. All right, I took my Athletic Greens, and now I'm on one. Um, The reason why you're supposed to take it in the morning is because it gives you energy. It makes you you, Uh makes you feel like you can conquer the day, and. 
I took it later in the day and I just feel like I can go another few hours that I probably shouldn't. Um, all right, you guys, let's get to the point. We love Athletic Greens. We've turned our friends and family onto Athletic Greens. We're just big advocates of it. It's really plain and simple. It's so easy to take. You throw it in water, a smoothie. I mean, I put it in Geo's juice sometimes. Um, and, and you just feel really good afterwards. And I frankly love the benefits of the um, probiotics. I I just love that it so makes me pooping. feel... Stop it. <laughs> I just love that it makes me feel my best. I feel no, I like I'm um, turning a new leaf, okay? I'm into so, it. I'm into it. Look, here's the scoop. If you're into your health, yeah. which is probably everybody listening, yeah. and you take vitamins right now or some sort of or some sort of health supplement, probably everybody listening right now, Athletic Greens is for you. It's your one-stop shop. It's everything you need in a packet or in a scoop, whichever form that you get it in. Mm-hmm. And it's going to give you the energy you never had. It's just going to make you feel amazing. We both love it. It's a phenomenal product. Here's the nitty gritty. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, there's your poop, and supports a healthy immune system all without the need to take multiple products or pills. And now the good part, Athletic Greens has a great offer for you guys. They're going to give you an entire year's worth of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash adulting and make your first purchase. Join health experts, athletes, health conscious, go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every single day. That's me. Again, Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash adulting and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Game time. And now back to adulting like a mother father. I, I want to change gears. I want to go back to you guys bringing in an in-house editor because I find this sort of stuff like really interesting. Um, explain to me how like you get to your decision, how your brain works in terms of how you guys find somebody because I think you can spread that across any industry or any entrepreneur that's, that's looking to take the next step and scale their team. Like how do you go about like sourcing the right person for you guys? Like specifically in your case, how did you do it? Okay. Please do. Okay. This person's here for you to see you. This garage person. Oh, well, I was going to say, we just had, we had about a hundred thousand dollars of damage to our house. Yeah. I know. And, so, and all the drywall had to come out of the garage. And a pipe burst. Because a pipe burst. I remember. Someone, I guess okay. someone is here. Should I run up real quick while you yeah, answer? Gonna, Can I run out for just, just one yes. second to fix it? No, do okay. your adulting. Go away, don't come back. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> so basically, um, what we found, remember when I was talking about optimizing the, um, optimizing the formats or optimizing our videos, essentially. Yeah. What like, we found was that the editing is so key, right? Like the, and then you see all these other people all these YouTubers, all these content makers, they all seem to have this really great, like similar thing where they're keeping, you know, the viewer engaged, the pacing is super intense, you know, things are ratcheting up. And like, so people are staying connected to the video. They're not, you know, they're not going away from the video. And on top of that, there's a point of view that's sort of weaved within your videos. We were lacking that. Although my guests were so awesome that they were so talented that, the chemistry was always good. You know, like anytime I had 
you know, one of our celeb guests on, it was always great. And so like I would say nine times out of 10, I knew that I could keep the pacing with my co co star, whatever on my cooking show. And that there was a, you know, a very, it was a cooking show for all intents and purposes. So it was point A to point B and let's have fun in between, but that's not what YouTube's looking for. And so what YouTube is looking for is these crazy big, you know, moments and, you know, with like hot ones, like within that there's like, it's going up and up and up and up and up and the stakes are just getting higher and higher. That's why you keep watching. Um, And honestly, I think eventually a lot of programming will start to start to cue in on this because this is just the appetite for the generation that's being served this and, and mostly watching these videos as entertainment. And besides, you know, I guess Marvel kind of already does that if you think about it. Mm-hmm. But um, so basically with this editor, what we were looking for most importantly, not only was it that they're here and their location is in our, you know, in our office down here in our third floor, but also a point of view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the person had to have, you know, I, could, I we don't have time to do editor's notes like all the time. So you need to serve us one one pass and then we can, that's all we have time for. So I was just talking about point of view and pacing and all that. About how, yeah. how we hired the, the editor. Yeah. And so we, so what we did was we gave this editor uh, some things to cut with and some raw footage to cut with. And what he came back with was great. Was excellent. Was very, very great point of view, sort of like that, the stakes, like all those things that I just mentioned he nailed. And, and I remember the original question he asked, I, I think how it could apply to anyone is the, is the person that you're hiring a part of like, are they a part of it? And you can figure this out pretty, pretty fast into the hire. I always hear this thing of slow to hire, quick to fire. And that doesn't mean like you want to get rid of somebody. You want to be really, you know, be smart in the hiring process, but like, are they a part of the solution or are they adding to your problem? Are they part of your problem? So like, I actually came up with, we had our second baby. Right. So like, so like, is, and that could be family members or For anyone, anybody. Right? But like, like, but I was like, like yeah. you're the part of the problem. And <laughs> yeah. they took it and ran with it. He's like, yeah. So like, yeah. Is this, is this person alleviating the stress that I began with or are they making it worse? If they're, if they're adding to it, then I'm sorry, it's just not a good fit. And you guys should definitely, anyone listening should think of their lives like this. I think this is a really I good thing to, to take away. think that has to do with people in your lives in general as well. Right? Like, are, are these people a joy to be around? Do they mm-hmm. create positivity or are they energy vampires? You know? And then you just edit them out. Then you just, beep, yeah. And it's no offense to them. You don't nope. wish them ill will. It's just, you know, it's not working for your I operation. think once you become a parent, and maybe you guys can speak to this too, but your priorities just change so much, right? 100%. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I found that, like, you know, some of the, some of the friends were like, Oh, they're going to be so solid. And like, again, it's no offense to them. It's just that, you know, maybe that, maybe their lifestyles and our lifestyles don't match anymore. And mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's, we just, you know, you, again, they're, they're edited into a different place. <laughs> they're in a different bucket now. Right. Yeah. Wow. This, I mean, like I'm fascinated by this whole dynamic. I think, um, I think it's really helpful to hear about your journey. Um, First of all, like, it's something that I think a lot of us really all want, right? We all want this independent, um, branded, entrepreneurial drive, but the way to get there is sometimes not 
very clear. It's not A to B. Yeah, it's not very clear. So I appreciate your transparency because um, a lot of us, and even myself listening to you, it's like, I feel like we're definitely, like we're slipping in a lot of different departments. We haven't invested the time and the energy like you guys have. And I feel like um, it's a lesson to us all that like, we're all capable of it. We just have to prioritize, you know? Yeah. Did you guys find like, were you guys always super structured? And have everything mapped out or is there like a certain point where you did that everything's changed i i basically just had a breakdown because this block schedule by the way was something that's only we really just started well yesterday we started talking about <laughs> a month ago. i think since the storm we've we've, we've been scheduling oh, so lunch is scheduled today. but we synthesized we, it more we we've we've, we've watched a tutorial on what block scheduling was for like ceos and executives and like we started really getting serious about it and also stay at home mom's block schedule for their kids. And it's like yeah. super helpful. I watched a woman do that on YouTube and I can send you the links and everything, but I'm really excited because so basically we talked about this and I said, look, this is bringing up a lot of things. In me. Um, and we had a whole, I had a little bit of a breakdown yesterday where I was like, this is, I can't do this. And he's like, you can't do this. Cause you know, we're growing up as kid actors. Like you don't have structure. You don't have anything other than, did I get a call back? You know, is it a 12 hour shoot day? You know, like, or, or whatever, you don't go to school, you know, like normal people. people for everything. Yeah, that's true. There's people for everything. Yeah. Like when you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and true. then you're kind of like just throwing the lines that. Yeah. Out. You're, like, you don't hey, learn to manage your own schedule. Yeah. Your schedule is essentially managed. You got to be in school from this hour to this hour and lunches at this hour and really good point that's, i didn't even think about that and you know what's funny is like i i was always like growing up very like averse to uh to to structure and authority figures yeah like he was a punk rocker and, and like yeah i was like was, in a punk band and all this stuff and then i joined the marines like the complete opposite of that and and my life was just like that of what you'd say a kid actor like every single day was structured for four years and i would you know, granted, as I grew in rank, like I was a part of creating that structure, but not really like that comes from the top, top down. And when I left and it was like, okay, now I got to go to college. Now I got to figure this out. I was like a kid again. I'm like, uh, how do I fit in? Like, what do I do with my life? And it took years to, to, to understand like how to have better self-control and how to plan. Yeah. But to answer his question too, he's like, did we always have, you, you were saying like, did we always have this kind of like planned bit by bit stuff in mind? I yeah, think there was always... Yeah. For me, it was always a, there was always a financial, there's always financial markers for me is what it is. Like I grew up since having kids too. And especially since having kids, I grew up the first, like, I don't know, eight years of my life with like nothing. Yeah. And then over time, my parents, you know, they, you know, they, they became middle-class and all of that. But I very distinctly remember, and those, those, those moments of not having anything, I'm like, okay, especially now having kids, I have these specific financial goals to set up generational wealth. How do I do that? And it was like from, you know, starting on the bottom floor and trying to figure my way how to work, work up. So a lot of the stuff, while I was passionate about it, was they were driven by sort of these goals. And of course, you got to move the goalposts sometimes, you know, you're not always going to hit, hit those markers exactly when you think you are. But like, I went from before having kids to not knowing like whether or not something was going to work right away to getting being very clear about, no, this is not an idea worth pursuing. It's not going to net this result, you know, um, and being much more calculated about, about uh, I'm taking risk, you know, and how to take it. Sure. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. I asked that question because I feel like um, 
that's our downfall in terms of our working dynamic as well. I think naturally I'm a little more structured. She's less structured based on her background or whatever, but I, there's so much room for improvement. Like when you lay everything out like that. Yes. Uh, okay. So yeah, no, I definitely think it brings up a lot. Right. So like, I think for me, we started talking about what that would look like in terms of, you know, in the morning waking up and before the kids wake up, trying to set my intentions and maybe journal about whatever issues I'm having. I think you just have to, if you're going to commit to doing something like this and I'm currently, you know, dealing with this, I think you just have to be open to the change and know that it's going to bring, like he keeps reminding me like, this is going to bring us the freedom that we want. This is going to bring us so much. So it's like, if you can stay motivated in any way that it might help, it might help. Well, Danielle, I was going to say what's interesting too, and I'm, I'm sorry if I you're not. Okay. Um, I was trailing off. Well, this this <laughs> this kind of like we re-sparked this this scheduling, and we keep harping on this, but we 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 rehashed it and came back to it because I had had this like last week. I was sitting here and I was at my desk, and I'm like, "Where have the last five years gone?" Like this is nuts, and why do I feel? He's like nodding vigorously. Yeah, I'm like, where? How did they? Right. And I'm like, you know, yeah. and I just started thinking back, you know, on, on a broad level. I'm like, you know, I, when I was growing up, up until I was in my mid to late 20s, there, we did not have social media. And I, and, you know, I feel like, especially because we're steeped in this world and it's a part of our business and what we do, I feel like it's a time suck in a way where I do not often feel grounded. Like, I, I feel like, whoa, I'm, like this, this experience is passing me by and I, I don't feel like I'm doing enough to really root myself, you know, and this was, again, this was personal. It's had nothing to do with Christy or the kids or anything, because I don't, I feel like life is kind of passing me by and I'm not acknowledging enough of, you know, what's, what's actually happening so that I can feel like I can actually feel every moment. That's, actually, know, that's great, will. honey. I really support it's, you sharing that because I think it's hard for guys to open up about their growth and like what they need once they become fathers and stuff. And I think like, um, I'll, I'll, I, I never try to get in the way of what he needs. So like if he needs to go golfing or if he needs to like, you know, take a trip for a day or do something that's going to help make him feel grounded. Like I have to support that, or I have to at least make an effort to support that. And then he also has to facilitate what I need to support that. So like if I need extra help, because he's going to be gone over the weekend, then he has to, you know, it's just, we have to work together. Well, I think that's, that's kind of where, where I was going to with it was like, there are like Pareto optimal situations where like both people can, can benefit. Like you don't have to, just because I want to go golf or I want to play pickup basketball or I want to do whatever, like does not mean that Christy has to bear like the brunt of the workload, whether that be work, work or with kids or whatever it is, like, especially if we nail down the schedule stuff, everybody can kind of like be happy. They feel like they're in a place where they can breathe. And that, I think what I ended up coming down to with this whole moment was like, our kids aren't scheduled enough. And I realized like, oh, the reason why I'm feeling a lot of this way, besides obviously being steeped in socials, because we have not set blocks of time aside to first of all, not be on our phones whatsoever, you know, and, you know, because again, work is constantly coming in to just say, you know what, from these hours, it doesn't matter what comes in. It's going to wait till tomorrow, period. No matter who it is, it's going to wait. That way we can take the time. 
to fully be there either with each other or with our kids. And a lot of that has to do with like, you know, it's COVID times. We don't have our daughter in preschool right now, which is where I'd love her to be. And that's about to change soon. But like a lot of, a lot of what should be happening naturally for a kid this age and the sort of scheduling that would exist, whether we were doing it at home homeschooling or being at school isn't happening. And that's creating all these little like tendrils and, and reasons why we feel a little chaotic. Yeah. So we came back to that and like, you know, we got a hold of that. All right. Right. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing that guys. I resonate with that a lot. Um, especially as guy to guy. Um, that's a whole other conversation, but I feel like you said sure. something. Personally. <laughs> Give him a call. You got to make a call, dude. I'm always looking for more dude friends. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Start the dad's club. So you're the first one. <laughs> Done, baby. I'll fly out there. You, we'll... you want to go do karate in the garage? <laughs> All right, everyone. Sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Okay, you guys, I'm so excited to have Undone Beauty sponsor the show because so a few months ago, they reached out to me about doing a campaign on Instagram and I said, send me some product. I'll check it out. Um, And then I fell in love with their makeup. So I've been using it ever since. And you guys always ask me what I use. This is their concealer is amazing. I'm not a big foundation person, but their matte foundation is it's kind of like in a league of its own because it's it's like barely there. It feels really light, um, but has great coverage. It's just like a soft matte skin tint formula, essentially. Um, and it has tea tree oil in it, which helps with blemishes. Um, Undone Beauty uses really cool ingredients in their products like coconut water, like I said, tea tree oil. They have castor oil in the products that go on your lashes or brows. That's a game changer, especially if you're looking to like fill in little gaps in your brows like me, um, or if you want beautiful long lashes, right? Who doesn't want those? Um, their models are never retouched and, um, they're, they're just kind of like the one-stop shop for makeup. So you can check them out at Ulta target or on their website. Um, definitely check out the matte foundation and I will get into more products in the future because we have a lot to talk about when it comes to undone beauty. So give them a try. And now back to adulting like a mother father. You said something that makes me think, Oh, just about being grounded and really about being present and like really acknowledging everything that's happened happening. Right. And I feel like that comes down to like not set, setting enough uh, intention, right? And as a parent, especially, you're always playing catch up. Like life is always ahead of you and you're always chasing and trying to catch up to it. Whereas like with the scheduling, why I think that helps so much and we keep harping on it is because when you set that and you don't deviate, that's when you're able to be grounded because you know exactly what you're doing and you're not going anywhere outside of that. It comes back to like, we were talking about anxiety last night in the car a lot. Cause I suffer from a little bit of like early postpartum anxiety, um, around just like the fear of the unknown. And I think that's what the schedule protects is that there's less unknown. There's more to, to wrap your head around. And the other thing I wanted to touch on, because Brendan, you said something interesting about not, um, like feeling like where the time went and not being present enough to recognize what's happening in the moment. Something Andrew does at night that I think is really cool is he'll go through the day. He'll literally lay in bed and he'll say, Hey, do you mind if I just recap my day? And so he'll start at the morning and he'll say, okay, so I woke up, I made a coffee, we did this, we did that. And that way, like, because otherwise we find ourselves going, what was yesterday? What did we do the last couple mm-hmm. of days? You know? And yeah, so it's, I, do that. I get it. 
We're going to try I'm that. I'm going to do that. I really like that. Yeah. Dude, I found, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I think maybe it's just a memory thing. Like I can't remember what I did 10 minutes ago. And so for yeah. me, it was that same sort of thought, like what happened in the last five years? What happened this week? What happened today even? And it's like the weirdest feeling to, to feel like time is flying by and you have no idea what's happening like in those gaps of time. The only thing you, you know? have to measure it is your kid's height and their vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. it's funny because like our nephew has been staying with us and he's, he's about to leave. He's going to go to UT here. And we're like, hey, you can stay with us for, for a couple of months. You know, we have a, like, a guest room for you and everything. And like he'll say things to me that are just like, it's just like 19, 20 year old vernacular. And I have no clue what he's talking about. Like, and I'm like, dude, I can't be that guy. Like, I'm so plugged in what's happening. And I was like, okay, I don't have time to actually learn that. Or, or I need you to give me buzzwords like every couple of weeks. So I'm not completely out of touch, but like, it's funny. Cause I consulted him on this I was like, hey, you know, seeing that you kind of grew up with social media and this, that, and the other, like, do you ever feel like this at your young age? And he's like, absolutely. And I'm like, interesting. I feel like it should be, you know, something taught in schools, maybe, since every kid is kind of ubiquitous, like every kid is on social media. Maybe they need to be doing this, like, like now, already, you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's instant gratification. And we all kind of feel like time's, like, just, just, you Take know, from him and he said him and all his friends feel that way. For sure. That makes a lot of sense. Well, you can technically, I mean, look at your phone and how much time you spent on it. You can technically lose time just staring at a piece of equipment in your hand. I mean, hours and hours and hours on end on a day. So. And, yeah. And here's the thing about the content world, right? There's so much time that goes into the preparation, shooting it, editing it, all that. And then you have to engage. Like, then you have to actually get in there and check out, like, what's going on. So there's, like, you could do that all day long if you wanted to. Yep. And I've been guilty of doing that before. And yeah. now it's happening from 9.30 to 12.30, Monday through Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the best takeaway I think we can both um, agree on for yeah. sure. You guys are a powerhouse, and I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and being so honest. And um, really, I hope that, you know, the people listening – well, obviously they learned a lot about scheduling their day out. Hopefully they take that away, but also they check out all of the awesome content that you're pushing out because it doesn't just happen overnight. Um, it's really uh, curated nicely. So if you guys want to throw out whatever handles pe- people should check out, uh, this is your chance. Go for it. I'm, candles. Your candles? Um, my candles. You got a lot of candles. I'm throwing, from I'm throwing out my candles. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Instagram is the Christy Carlson Romano. Uh, YouTube channel is Christy Carlson Romano. You can watch me and Danielle's. Uh, what do we make? Vegan sushi. Yeah. It was delicious. She taught you how to do it right. Yes. She taught you how to do it right. Yeah, and then we ended up making sushi on on the when we went to Japan um, in the, the Fox show. whatever show. We used that knowledge you gave her. Yeah, I was like, I remember from Danielle. And then I guess I can promote my handles, which I never do. Yeah. <laughs> Right, Instagram's the Brendan Rooney, and then I haven't even put out a TikTok video yet, but they verified me, so that's cool. It's just Brendan Rooney on TikTok. What am I on TikTok? <laughs> You're Christy Carlson Romano. Okay. Lots of lots of letters, lots of names. Lots of names. I yep. can't. I'm tied to it now. I'm tethered. So you know. Names. No, it's perfect. I think it's great, and I know that this isn't like the content that you guys are pushing, but if you ever want to give insight into like the behind the scenes of what it takes to do what you guys do, I find it so fascinating. And even someone who's in the content space, like there's so much room for improvement and growth. And, um, 
and still so much to learn, right? Like we're all still learning. So, um, yeah. If you ever, if you guys ever need anything, just call, please. We love you guys. Aw, we'll say hi to the family, you guys, and we'll be in touch, okay? Okay, bye, guys. Thank you. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. When Brendan was talking about scaling the business, scaling the team, and hiring what they think is probably the most beneficial hire they've made, where did your head go? I mean, inward. Yeah, I, I want to know what I was thinking. thinking. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about, um, made me think about what we've done, what we need to do. I think the editor is, is like, that solves a lot of problems. It sure does. Not problems, just just challenges and time suckers, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the way for anybody that's trying to pump out content, like to have somebody take that rollover who understands you and understands the type of content that works in today's world. Like that would be huge, huge, you know, to be able to have so much ready to go and banked, like he said, Mm -hmm. you know, what's interesting is now I'm thinking about, um, Kate and Joey, if you guys aren't familiar, well, I'm sure a lot of you are, but, um, Kate Albrecht and Joey Zare, they're friends of ours married with the beautiful sun moon, they're content creators as well. And they push out amazing content. And years ago, I remember talking to Kate, I think maybe, I don't know, both of them. And they said that they had hired an in-house, um, editor, and that was like one of their best moves too. Yeah. And then they got to the place where they had multiple. Yeah. Multiple. And so it's, it's the difference of everyone can work with an editor, right? You can, you can, we transfer content to someone and hope that you get it back in a timely manner, but having someone who works solely for you, if you have enough content to keep them busy, um, that to me sounds like a dream. Yeah. And it's, it's literally the reason why that's the next step. Yeah. I was going to say, it's literally the reason why so many people ask me, Oh, why aren't you putting more stuff on YouTube? Where are all the YouTube videos? Cause like I dive in, I try my best and I can't, I can't turn the content around fast. It's enough. just a time sucker. It was so hard for me to keep up with the edits. And then when eventually I, you know, found people to help me with the edits, you end up going back and forth a bunch because there's yeah, so well, that's many what notes. Christy and, said. She was like, we don't have time to go back and forth. Yeah. And you just notes. need to find someone, hire someone who understands your style and works well with your kind of content and just takes initiative and we have we have so our listeners and we have kelly that helps us out and she she's almost she like, takes initiative she does so many things for us really like she's like a life manager in some <laughs> ways um she helps with some of the content she posts to adulting and all that um what was i gonna say oh about taking initiative like one of the things with an editor that you were like if we were to bring somebody in really in any role is even if they would have notes, hopefully they they think they know you well enough where they just make the decisions and yes. go forward. Yes. Right? And if they're the wrong decisions, then you like fine tune for the next one. Sure. But it's that back and forth. And I think that's the challenge with bringing anybody onto the team in any role is like, then you add the, the layer of managing somebody. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of communication back and forth. And ultimately like what they said really resonated about like, are you adding to the stress? Or taking it away, something of that sort. Oh, that was the brilliant little nugget right? of and information. And that's that's the thing is like as we all like get older and bring on responsibilities and have kids at some point, if you do, like you, you're, the time that you have for people and things gets more limited and more limited, and everything needs to be as efficient as possible. So like that's what's going to be ringing in my ears. Oh gosh, going I'm going to get, I'm going to get the sit down. I I feel it. And we're blocks. I wanted to. I'm going to have them send us that link. 
Oh, to watch uh, the tutorial? Video, yeah, on that CEO block scheduling thing. Sure. That would be good to share to adulting, too, if anyone yeah, listening is so. interested. I think so. Um, hit us up on, on adulting's Instagram, because I want to know if you guys liked this kind of conversation, because... I know for Andrew and I, you know, we're in it. We're at the point where we're really trying to grow our business, our brand, provide more content that you guys love and want more of. Um, so having these kind of like really transparent conversations where people are willing to be honest about like their successes and what got them there is really helpful for us. But I want to know what you guys think. So um, feel free to drop into our DMs and, and let us know because I'd love to provide more of that kind of conversation yeah yeah likewise all right should we wrap it up send them out all right guys thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of adulting like a mother father i'm danielle monet the mother and i'm andrew the father <laughs> we're both adults, adults. we're doing it again <laughs> have a good week you guys Bye. thanks for listening to adulting like a mother father new episodes drop every tuesday right here so make sure you tune in for all the goods <laughs>